how did you figure out that it was your fear of water and your inability to swim that was holding you back in your other aspects? In that moment, I realized I could have lived my whole life and died thinking that was impossible. So I was like, whoa, what else can I do? Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Monday morning, Theodis. You ready for this? He is. He is ready. He's, he's on mute, but he's ready to go. Yes, sir. I, I love that on Mondays in the world of Zoom, we don't even like, you still got your CrossFit shirt on. You're like ready to rock it on Monday. This is the world of realtors. I told my wife, I got a button up shirt on and slippers. That's, that's the world of Zoom today, right? <laughs> Not literally, but maybe literally. I don't know. You got, no one knows, right? This is the world of, uh, the world of Zoom we are in. So we're, we got our, our Mindset Monday today. And uh, in future weeks, we might change up the format a little bit and do some mindset, some strategy, some everything else. But for today, um, it's going to be me and Theodis. And we were texting this morning and I asked Theodis, I said, Theodis, what are you reading? What's working in your world? And you guys see that I've been loving this book called The Slight Edge. So I'm going to let you lead Theodis and I'm going to back you up. But what do, you, what do you like about, tell us about the book and what do you like about it? And then let's dive into to our topic today, which is turning simple disciplines into massive results. Ah, look. There it is, Audra. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the Slight Edge, here's my version. Uh, I've actually had this book for nine years and I've read it five times. And I remember uh, I was having a meeting with this guy who was with this hedge fund, this large hedge fund in our area that was buying hundreds of foreclosures. And in our meeting, I looked at his bag and I see this book hanging out. And I look, I go, hey, so what you're reading? And he pulled it out and he says, it's a requirement for everyone on this team to read this book. And I'm like, hedge fund, billion dollar hedge fund, everyone's reading this book. I wanna know what you guys are reading, right? And so I, I grabbed the book and it's, it's just become, become a go-to um, when you know, life gets complicated or I start to, I like to say, turn one plus one, plus one into rocket science and start making it just some complicated equation. And I always go back to that book and it, it grounds me in the right things. And can, um, can I, can I read, can I read what he wrote me this morning? He said, <laughs> he said, he said, the great minor avoid the rocket science. And I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'm excited to learn about that. What do you mean by avoid rocket science? And he said, you know, what's one plus one equal guys, everybody put up your fingers. What's one plus one equal? Two, right? Except in the world of when you make it complicated, one plus one equals one parentheses, one plus two times my dog died, divided by I must fix my whole life and understand the meaning of life by the end of the week equals. <laughs> so, so I was like, if we're avoiding that, because I don't know about you guys, but I am definitely guilty of that on a fairly regular basis, right? And has anyone, Audra's obviously reading it. She held up the cover of the book. Has anyone else read this book, The Slight Edge? Awesome. So only one of you guys, Connie, has. If type in the box if you've read it. Um, my guess is, the honest, this is also a pretty good book in a market where inventory is at all-time lows, right? Mm -hmm. When 
things that you used to do might be more challenging. Is this a good book to read at, at a time like that too? Yeah, it's a good book to read for, for anything, especially right now. Um, I don't know like, if you guys had the quantum leap or did your life miraculously get better because the year changed? Well, mine didn't. I mean, I still have to put in work. It's no longer 2020, but you know what? 2021 is here and I've got a gang of you. My plate is full. So uh, what I've noticed is I've had, uh, you know, some bouts of production tension. Have any of you guys ever heard of that term? Jess, what can you want to, you want to shine some light on what production tension is for us? Um, I don't know if I could explain it well enough. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm let you run with this. Okay. Basically production tension is the uncomfortable feeling we get when we know we're not doing the things we need to do. And when that starts to build up in us, we either bust through and start handling our business or we slide back to the old habits and we start, you know, we just give up. So that's why, you know, I picked up the slight edge again. So I had all this excitement going into the new year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a driven person. I'm, you know, self-motivated. I'm all this stuff, but I could see it. I could feel internally. I was slowly starting to lose my fire. And that's because I was turning one plus one into this crazy, you know, calculation. And the slight edge helped me get grounded back into the, the concept that it's the little things that we do consistently a day at a time that produces the results we want. I, I love it. So, so what's the, uh, so, so where does the philosophy start with from, for the slide edge? I mean, if well, you... basically the, the philosophy is it's easy to do and it's easy not to do. And in the beginning, you can't really tell. You can't really tell like, you know, if you're, if you're blowing it, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll make up for it, you know, but in the beginning, it's, it's almost the same. But if you, if one person is doing something consistently on the upward curve and the other person is doing something consistently on the downward curve, look at that start. It starts the same in the beginning, but a year or two or three years down the road, it's going to be a significant difference. Interesting. So, so you, is it saying that you don't even necessarily notice the difference that's happening as you're doing it? Is that the whole idea of the slight edge? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, today it just happens to be my two year anniversaries from learning how to swim. Uh, yeah, to, today? Yeah. And, and if you guys haven't heard his story, by the way, like literally he means like learning to swim, like he learned to swim as an adult two years ago. Yeah. Yay. And uh, I, I just posted the video. It's hilarious. You know, I, I was all like thinking about sharks, even though I was going to the in-shape pool. And I had this, you know, this vision that, you know, I'm gonna finally face these freaking water fears, right? And I almost, you know, I almost drowned in, in the shallow, you know, I almost drowned and then I realized I was in the shallow and all I had to do is stand up. And I was like, <sighs> so that was, you know, that was my first day in the pool, but implementing the principles of the slight edge i kept going back i sucked i even had this guy come over to me and say hey bro uh what are you doing and i was like uh i'm learning how to swim and he was like he brought me under his wing and hooked me up with a coach and, and helped me out i mean that's how bad it was but you know one thing that the slight edge teaches is 
in the beginning, it's uncomfortable, but we get used to the uncomfortable and eventually what was you, what, what, what used to be uncomfortable becomes comfortable. Is, is that always, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a great thing okay. because I mean, if you think about it, last time I checked anything that, you know, carries any type of weight in my life or is, is that is a, something that brings me joy most of it, I've had to work to be able to achieve that. You know what I mean? There's always some skin in the game. It's no like just that water. We always have to put a little skin in the game. Yeah. So I was, I was uh, Googling this book earlier because I haven't read it. I was like, I want to know a little bit about it before we start talking about it because I know Theodos is going to run this thing. But I saw a picture. Maybe you can walk me through it. So it was talking about kind of the arc between failure and survival. Right, failure and survival. You bounce back and forth with, but then it, you, the goal is to got, go be between survival all the way up to, towards success. So, what what is that normal arc that people follow? Uh, failure, survival. What what is that for most people? Well, actually, the book explains it that it's ninety five percent of the people are on the failure curve. So let's just, just take you know what you eat for example. If you take two people, one person eats chicken breast and a salad. And the other person eats, you know, a triple cheeseburger with a large uh, vanilla float and some some curly fries for dinner. You know, if you do that for five years, what do you think that's going to you know, look like from five years from now? You give a lot more descriptive detail to that second one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, and, and just, you know, I've applied slide edge principles not only to my swimming um, I'm doing it with cold showers. I'm doing it with finally, you know, unleashing my abs that, you know, I've always wanted abs, but I never wanted to do the work. And so now that each day I just committed to doing, you know, uh, a certain amount of movements, not, you know, make it rocket science and come up with this complicated, you know, training program to get abs so that I, over time, I could build momentum and now it's become part of my day, but it happened a little bit at a time. Interesting. Have you applied this to your real estate business? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So t- talk, talk to me through how does it, how does it work in your real estate business? Well, uh, I had, to, I, re- I realized that I'm one of those guys and I'm just all over the place. You know, I, you know, I'm bouncing everywhere. I'm talking and I'm not writing nothing down. My structure is just, I used to call it organized chaos, but that's BS, right? <laughs> Like that's this is just straight up BS. So uh, I had to start practicing the slide edge with uh, getting my morning routine down, and that means you know waking up, taking a cold shower, focus fifty, um, reading my goals and my visions, and then writing you know planning my day. I've been doing that consistently now, so that's helping me prospect you know make my calls when I'm supposed to make my calls. It's helping me follow up with that client um, that's teetering, that's a little emotional, um, but following up because it's on my radar because now that I have room to be more present in my business, I can usually get in front of things before you know it blows up. I love it. I love it. Um, so qu- question for you. Are you doing, and just how this relates to our current market, and you can tie this back in the slide edge, but are you doing, and if anybody else wants to chime in, are you doing more than you used to in terms of prospecting, more than you used to in terms of follow-up? Because your business, I mean, from what I can see on 
Facebook, which if it's on Facebook, it must be true, right? But it looks like you're selling, I mean, you're still selling houses all the time. I still see, I see you posting all these, all those houses you're selling. So is it more effort, different effort? How is this playing out for the current market for you? Well, I think, you know, the simplest way to explain it is, you know, that picture of the iceberg, you know, people just see the top, but they don't see all the grit, all the, no, we were going to list, but now we're going to wait till next year, you know, like all the, we've been working hard behind the scenes and it's finally starting to materialize into, you know, new listings or close, you know, closings and stuff like that. So definitely applying the slight edge to my business. It's just more, you starting to see like the fruits of the labor, you know, for lack of a better word. I love it. Anybody, anybody else? Are you guys, I'm curious to see, I see a lot of friendly faces on here before we keep rolling forward. Is anyone else doing more effort, different effort? Is it the iceberg analogy for you too? Because those of you still selling houses, how many of you have noticed our market is not only changed, but continued in the direction it's been going for a while now, right? This is a, a very unique market we're in. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring you guys tools to make sure that you are able to continue to keep yourself foot, one foot in front of the other. Keep moving forward because there are people selling houses. There are still houses being sold every day. It's a question of who's doing it. And that's why, you know, something like this, a book called, you know, like the Slide Edge will help us, you know, keep things simple. You guys heard of KISS, right? Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, it, it helps make room so that we can see an opportunity. Like, let's just say you go on a listing appointment and you have this big old fancy listing presentation um, and you go through this whole list pre- listing presentation, but you don't have the awareness that the seller's checked out like a long time ago. You know, uh, the slight edge for me helps me, you know, capture those moments where I go and want to plan, but then, oh, I need to pivot and adjust on the fly. And we can't do that when we have all this crap going on in our head because we got all this, you know, we're, we're, make, we're not doing one plus one equals two. We're doing all this other crazy stuff. I love it. I just pulled up, by the way, um, I guess there's seven slight edge principles. Yeah, baby. Should we give people, those of you who are not avid readers, are like, look, don't give me another book. I ain't never going to read another book. I get it, right? I'll read the summary. Those of you who don't even want to read the summary, how about can we give you the seven slight edge principles? And then you can figure out which of these, because most of these you're probably all doing. But if there's one out of the seven that's not working, what happens, Theodis? Well, I mean, number one is showing up. Uh, 80% of, this, of success is basically just showing up. That's slight edge principle number one, show up. And, and Jacqueline just said she already looked as not on Audible. It's not on Audible, what? <laughs> oh man, all right, we'll, we'll find an audio copy somewhere. There must be. All right, so number one is show up, show up. What, what's, what's number two? Uh, number two? Number two, number two is be consistent. I mean, it's one thing to show up, but if you're just showing up every now and then, well, you're going to get an every now and then result. So. It's really important that we show up and and be consistent. And I think consistency is probably one of the hardest things for any human being. But if we want to niche it down and just say realtors, because most of us are, I mean, maybe it's because I'm this way, but I assume all of us are this way. The whole squirrel, squirrel, like you said, right? It's like you start doing something, it works. You're like, let's work on this now. Let's work on that. And just consistency is probably one of the, the most challenging things that I have an issue with. I don't know. Is anyone else? I see you nodding your heads. Anyone else feel that too? So that, fr- that reminder of, okay, being consistent. What, what's, what's the third one, to be honest? The third one is like, this one's really important, is have a good attitude while doing it. 
You know, they talk about in the book, they actually had um, did a survey or a study on people who lived to be over 100. And one of the, mo- the most consistent traits was they all had great attitudes on life. Ah. So if you show up and you're consistent, but you have stank face attitude and perspective, it's kind of counterproductive. You know what I mean? You want to have a good attitude. Too. Which is totally a technical, technical term, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Stank face. Um, and and the, good, the good attitude, that was easy for me. So, but but uh, it's the consistency before it. And then it's this next one because I'm peeking ahead. So I know number four. This next one is where I also struggle. So I thought this one was really interesting when I read this one. What, what's number four? Um, you know, being committed. For a long time. I mean, once, once again, it's not just that water. Like, all right, I'll show up. I'm consistent. I got a good attitude. Let's change my life. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, it, we, we have to continue to show up and be committed. It's and, committed for a long period of time, though, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the key. This is where I find a lot of agents that I've worked with over the years and in myself, myself that I see. It's, we all want to start things that work today or that work tomorrow. Or in the case of some of us in real estate, if you look at your career, there's been that phase where you got to make money now and you've waited to the fact where like, you got to make money now, but real estate doesn't work that way. And you're like, oh, I'm in trouble, right? And now you got to figure <laughs> out how to make this thing happen today. But it's, it's these little, pe- I think this is, that's why when I saw this, Theodos, when you said the slight edge, it really resonated with me when I'm looking at, okay, what does this take? And what does this effect for our, for our real estate business? Being committed for a long time is really the key to so many things in real estate. So many things. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Uh, five is have faith and a burning desire. Uh, I, I'm guilty of it myself. Sometimes I make goals or, you know, I'm trying to accomplish something where the burning desire is not there. It just, it makes sense. It sounds good. But that extra passion behind it is, is, is lacking. So just be careful of what you set out to do. Um, and your heart's not in it because you're going to be conflicted internally, you know? So, so how do you, what, what do you do if you, if you don't have faith? Like, can, can, do, you, do you strengthen it? Do you look for something different? What, 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 do you have to, what do you do in that situation? Well, that's where you, well, for me, I had to just make sure things like that, like swimming, I hated it. I still don't necessarily like it, but I take small bites So I'm just not like force feeding myself, you know, uh, you know, liver as a kid, you know, it's like some whatever you can think it was nasty that you ate as a kid. If you ate a little bit of it, you can get it down. But if they said the whole plate is is coming up. Right. So, so, okay, so let's break that down for a minute because we got time. So, 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 okay, I never realized that you don't like swimming. This is a guy who, who, who learned to swim two years ago and swam. I say this all the time. It just it blows my mind. And swam from Alcatraz to the mainland within a few months of learning to swim. Okay. That's pretty. But you don't like swimming? I don't like swimming, but I love the process. I love what, when, I'm in, when I'm in the pool, my mind is calm. There's certain things that I have to do to be more efficient. Um, if my breathing is not right, you know, I get tired too quick. And these, these are all things that are transferable to my, my relationships, to my real estate business. So I'm going in there for the nuggets, not because I like swimming. It's like, that, forget that stuff, you know, but I'm learning so much about myself in the process of doing something that I really don't like 
that it's actually giving me tools to take to other areas of my life. I love it. So the burning desire wasn't really swimming. The burning desire there was self-growth, self-discovery. Right? Just seeing well, what you can The burning desire was to face my water fear because what I learned is when we have a fear, a lot of people think, oh, that fear is just for that thing. Well, I learned that my fear of water was corrupting my other belief systems and was just having me you know, hesitant on certain things. Now that uh, I'm not saying that I conquered my water fear, I just have a healthier relationship with it. So I find myself not as hesitant to take, to take, you know, to capitalize on an opportunity that comes up because I'm, you know, I'm familiar with being uncomfortable. I'm familiar with taking action when I have butterflies in my stomach or a lump in my throat. I love it. Go ahead, Jacqueline. So how did you figure out that it was your fear of water and your inability to swim that was holding you back in your other aspects? Well, I didn't realize it until I, uh, until I came, I almost started, uh, uh, very emotional. When I finished and I, uh, got on the sand, right? You know, and I finished the Alcatraz swim and I look back where I swam from. <sighs> In that moment, I realized I could have lived my whole life and died thinking that was impossible. So I was like, whoa, what else can I do? You know what I mean? I literally felt every cell in my body like, like it just, it, it changed me on a cellular level. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, I still don't like swimming though, but look what it gave me. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Oh, so good. Connie, Connie said you got to, uh, you got to write your book. I I agree. I agree with the artist. We'll get get you, we'll get you writing your book. So, so cool. All right. So, so then uh, number six is an interesting one tying into that. Yeah. They're willing to pay the price. They say that the price of neglect is uh, worse than the price of being committed. You know, so yeah, being committed it may mean yeah, you gotta do something when you don't feel like it, or you know, the sun is out, or it's raining, or it's cold, or it's hot, or you know, I just feel lazy today. But I'd rather go through that than not make not be committed and just settle for whatever happens by me not taking any action. I love it. And the, la- and the last one? Uh, integrity. Yeah. And this is my uh, the best version that I like of integrity is what we do when no one's watching. Like, forget the Facebook, Insta, you know, TikTok stuff, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, what are you, I don't want to know, guys, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what do we do when no one's watching? Are we just doing what we're supposed to do when the spotlight's on? Or, you know, are we the same person, whether people are, you know, we're, whether we're on stage or not? Interesting. 
I love it. Anyone got questions? I, I could tell the energy shifted when you shared your story. It is so cool. Right? Yeah, love it. It's wild. I'm like, I'm still like, it's like I got this nuclear reactor inside of me now. And I'm like, whoo, I have to be really careful like how I feed it because it's like, it's ready. <laughs> and, th- and that came out of that experience? Yes. Uh, my mind is just so blown. I'm like, oh, my God, all the jaw stories I, saw, I heard as a kid. And, you know, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that, you know, I realized was holding me back. And by facing that water fear, it helped me identify some other stuff, some other, you know, narratives that were like, you know, uh, you know, ball and chains to, you know, me being the best version of myself. And, and do you think it usually has to do with people facing a fear? Like if people were to go out and try to look for things in their life, and not that you even went out looking for this, you just, I don't know how you were drawn to this, but is it around facing a fear or is it anything else transformative? What, what would you say if people were going to take away from this call? about like we all have that thing in the closet, that big gor- gorilla or monster or pink elephant in the middle of the room. We all have that thing that for whatever reason, we start messing, we touch it a little bit, and then we all oh, now we go work on something else, you know. We all have that. And what I found out is it's not for everybody to explore it because it's that powerful, it's that overwhelming, it's that scary, it's that spooky that people go on, whatever. But what I've learned is when you go in there, I mean, when you get on the other side, it's amazing. Well, while you're in there, it sucks. I'm just being honest, you guys. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Yeah. I love it. And you, and you have to go back and read the chat later, the chat box later. Theodos, a lot of people saying thank you for sharing the story. It, it is inspiring, right? And and as Ken Cross, Ken Cross just typed the box, embrace the suck. Embrace it. That's it. It's really not that bad because if you really think about it, last time I'm looking on 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 here. I don't think anyone on this call is in a third world country right now without, you know, proper plumbing or sewage or, you know what I mean? Or, or toilets. Like we over here got high class problems. Talking about it's hard. And I'm like, we have room to go inside and figure out what, what we're running from, because it's not like, you know, I can go get a glass of water right now and not worry about getting some kind of typhoid or, you know, type of sickness you know what i mean and i think that's all about what you get used to yeah. right like we we take and not to not to get preachy on you guys i had this realization myself last night standing on my street at 10 o'clock at night taking my garbage cans out garbage morning is monday morning for me <laughs> right so i came back to the u.s uh 2014 so it's been about seven years now so i took a year off real estate i don't know if i've told any of you guys this but I took a year off real estate 2013 2014 i went and lived in in thailand and we traveled all over southeast asia and i came back and we bought this little tiny house uh back in, you know, in san diego when we came back and i was dragging my garbage cans out to the street and i was like so grateful this is seven years ago i remember standing in the street being so grateful I'm like look at this i've got this house and this beautiful place and like, it was a little tiny we we're gonna fix it up but a little tiny box and i dragging my trash cans out and I was so excited and I was just like so grateful I was giddy I remember being like almost skipping out to the street to bring my trash cans out at 10 o'clock at night seven years ago and last night I'm not bringing up trash cans I'm like oh, I'm gonna bring the trash cans out and do it. right it just like it, it was I don't know where it happened over time but I got used to the fact that everything we have here it's just like it became normal 
and the house got bigger and fancier. And I actually was less excited about it than when I had this little tiny box when we first got back. Right. And it was really this wake up. So I love what you're doing this morning, Theodis. I love these, these seven steps that you just went over because it was kind of, I'm looking through these things to say, okay, which one is it? We got show up, be consistent, have a good attitude, be committed for a long period of time, have faith in a burning desire, be willing to pay the price and practice integrity. I'm like, okay, which one of those is it for me? So you guys, before I wrap up here, and then Theodos, I'll let you give you a last thought. Which step is it for you that you're going to commit to? Where, where are you? Is it just number one? Are you already showing up? Or is it, is it being committed for a long period of time? What can we take away from this call? Other than the feeling of that you can do anything listening to Theodos, right? I got that feeling. Theodos, how do you want to wrap it up? You know, I got two things, but I'll just leave with one. All right. So if there's anything that you want to improve, whether it be your business, your relationship, your relationship with yourself, picture it as being a plant and ask yourself, what does it look like? And then if it doesn't look the way you want it to look, what are some of the things you can do to nourish that plant to make it vibrant or make it look the way you want it to look? So it can be your business. Your plant could be your business relationship with your spouse, with yourself, whatever you want to make it. But if it's not looking the way you want it to look right now, uh, I had a vision of, yeah. So what if, how can you use the slight edge to apply those principles to nourish their plant? I love it. I love it. You guys feel good? Ready to rock on a Monday? Yeah. That's it. If, if that's what you got, then we feel like our job here is done. Guys, enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your week. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye, right. everybody. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.